Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Jock to Jock podcast presented by Rock 108 and sponsored by I'm On Communications. Experience the I'm On difference. I'm Brian Marshall. I'll be joined by Tori Taylor, number nine, your punter for the Iowa football team. Next. Three, two, one, and we're on. Today we're talking about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. I know I'm on. I need to talk about I'm on. Yeah, you're on. Why talk about it? No, that's in the script. I'm on. We know you're on. No, Iowa's most reliable internet. I'm on. Yes, you are on. Stay always on. You're on! Stay always on with Iowa's most reliable internet and get same day or next day installation guaranteed. I'm on.net. Oh, I'm on.net. Why don't you say so? We are back for the Jock to Jock podcast. I'm Brian Marshall, joined by my guest, number nine for your Iowa football team and the punter, Tori Taylor. This may be the time that Tori finds the second most fun throughout the week, besides being on the field. <laughs> well, it's going to be the most fun this week because I won't be on the field this week, which is nice, but looking forward to it. So the game against Illinois, let's do a short recap of that. Oh, it was probably really just another opportunity gone, a game that we really probably... We all know that we we should have won, but um, yeah, a few things just didn't go our way, and we really didn't play well. Um, all credit to Illinois; they they played really well and certainly deserved the win. But yeah, we just couldn't do what we needed to do to win, and yeah, pretty plain and simple. Illinois deserved to win, and, and we didn't really. The thing that that I had talked about in the last episode, they're not the same Illinois team that they have been over the last no. Five years. No, not at all. And yeah, they certainly had some good players and. Um, yeah, guys who you probably didn't really know much about kind of just stood up as well. Um, I thought their punter, Q Robertson, he had a good game. Their, their kicker was good. So um, just looking at that from a specialist point of view, those guys hadn't really been playing as well as they probably wanted to. But, yeah, they really stood up for them that night and um, so did a lot of uh, other Illinois guys. You were talking about the, the punter exclusively there. Yeah, we spoke pre-game for a few minutes and then after the game for a minute or so, you don't really get much time um, to do it. But yeah, we, we spoke when we could. Does he have roots back to Australia? Did, did I catch that? Yeah, he's from Australia, yeah, yeah. Okay. Was he also a pro-kick individual? Yeah, he trained the same year as me, so we trained together for a good uh, 10 to 12 months. See, I'm uncovering more and more as we talk, Tori, that, that, there, yeah. that there's gentlemen that are coming in from Australia that are punting not only in college, but they're going all, all sorts of places. You mentioned your friend at UNLV. Uh, you got the individual there at Illinois. Uh, yeah. Rutgers. Yeah, and I think um, I'll be playing against one against Ohio State, Purdue, and Minnesota. So there's still three more to go. Well, we'll save the Ohio State talk to uh, next week's episode, which I was also thinking we could have the audience ask you some questions because I've asked a lot of things. Yeah. Kind of fun. Uh, far, far away. Did you hear about that there's a 49-year-old playing defensive lineman in North Dakota? 49. No, I didn't hear about that, and I find that extremely hard to believe. But if true, good on him. He, it is true. The gentleman had served for about 20 years in the Army and National Guard. And then when he was working third shift, he decided he wanted to go back to school. 
So then he enlists and he's playing for this North Dakota State College of Sciences, the Wildcats. He's defensive lineman. He's got three or one solo tackle, three assisted tackles. And while I know you're not 49, how does being older affect you and, and how you work with your teammates on the team? I appreciate you saying that. I'm actually half his age, so that's kind of uh, that is crazy to think about. But um, oh, I'll probably struggle with it a little bit at the start, just being being a, a lot older than guys, um, and probably just not really grasping the fact that they are younger than me, and younger people tend to do different things, and then from a maturity point of view. But I've always kind of hung out with the older guys, um, to tell you the truth. Um, nothing against the younger guys or anything like that. I live with younger guys and they're great, but I've always kind of associated myself with the older guys anyway. So everyone gives me a little bit of shit being older, but you wouldn't really know it. Did you have anyone in particular that was on the team that helped you out right away? Yeah, probably the guys I live with, like Henry Marquise, um, Max Cooper. Um, I'm really good friends with Spencer as well. And yeah, just a lot of older guys. Um, Ryan Gasonde as well. A lot of older guys when I first got here, they were the ones that, that really helped me. You mentioned the bye week here earlier. How much does a bye week help or hurt in preparing for the next game? Well, I know from my point of view, I really needed it. Um, just because, yeah, it's just it's it's a long season. You kind of forget. Like, when you're out of season, you don't think about it. Like, oh, yeah, 12 weeks, it's going to go quickly, blah, blah. Can't be too bad. But then you get into season, you're like, holy shit. Like, yeah, it's going quickly, but it's certainly a, a massive grind. But, yeah, I'm really... Um, really looking forward to having the weekend off and getting to watch some other games and yeah, just kind of relaxing and decompressing and all that. So yeah, looking forward to that. I mean, in terms of preparation, I mean, it probably affects guys um, a bit more than others. It really just depends on the individual. Um, but for me, I know I'm really excited um, to kind of just have this weekend off and then kind of hit the second half of the season. Can you still watch American football as a fan, even though you play it? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy watching college football and NFL. Um, I really enjoy watching too, especially I kind of just get home on a Sunday afternoon, flick on the TV, do some homework and watch the games in the background. Listen to you being all responsible by doing your homework. Yeah, exactly. Who are some teams that you like to follow? I don't really, I don't really have a team to tell you the truth. As silly as it sounds, I kind of like following teams first and foremost that have Australian guys in them. Yeah. Um, and then just exciting teams to watch, you know, like I really enjoy watching the Chargers um, and they got cool uniforms, really um, like the Giants uniforms as well, as silly as that sounds. But yeah. I think from someone that's come kind of from the outside, it's, it's uh, yeah, <laughs> that's just kind of the avenue I've gone. But I, I enjoy like watching the exciting teams as well. When you see the Australian guys that are playing in the NFL, are there any particular individuals that you kind of want to follow in their footsteps in a way? Yeah, I mean, there, there's guys that I obviously look up to and it's kind of cool. It's just like, wow, they, they did the same thing as me. But I really enjoy, um, yeah, watching all the Aussie guys, especially guys like Mitch Wisnowski at the 49ers. Um, he's like a kind of, not similar to me, but, you know, like a tall, uh, I wouldn't say lean dude or anything like that. But he's just kind of, whereas the other guys are, like you look at guys like Cameron Johnson and Michael Dixon, they're a lot shorter guys that have a lot of power, as Mitch is kind of, he's like someone that I kind of look up to a bit more than the others. Do you have any contact with guys that are currently in the NFL on a, just like on a personal level? No, not really. I hmm. mean, if I like wanted some advice or need to talk to them, um, I could like, 
but no, to answer your question, no, not really, because they're off kind of like doing their own thing, if that makes sense. Yeah, they've got a few extra games and postseason, all that going on too. Um, yeah, but if someone's paying you a million dollars, you'd probably do it, wouldn't you? I'm sure, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's nice money, but I don't have the skill set that um, the other <laughs> half of this conversation has. <laughs> a million, a million dollars to to do radio, that'd be great. I, the money, oh, wouldn't it? The, the money's not. Up. <laughs> not quite well you're kind of doing the radio thing right now yeah yeah so i i figure we get to this sooner than later just because i think there's a lot to this we're going to get to the marshall exchange program like right now and yeah. the Let's thing that we have been talking about mostly throughout the marshall exchange program Tori's travel tips is positive things when i would go to australia when we would go to australia when we go to australia things that we should look for, things that we should be participating in. But yep. I mentioned four items or four things that are stereotypically associated with Australia that probably drive you freaking nuts. And you're probably asked about them daily or, you know, at least once a week. So I figured I would knock these out. And this may be the make or break of the Jock to Jock podcast featuring Tori Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. All right. Let's do it. The first one is a fictional character who's featured in a movie. It made it into the United States in 1986, a film that was originally set in the Australian outback and then in New York City. Starred an actor by the name of Paul Hogan. The movie is called Crocodile Dundee. Michael J. Crocodile Dundee. You? Out here alone? Oh, that's a joke. City girl like you? You wouldn't last five minutes, love. This is a man's country out here. Sunday, of course. <laughs> of course it is. Um, I, oh, it's funny you say that because yeah. now that I think of it, I think I watched that. That was on TV here probably oh, sometime last year. Okay. And I watched it, but I had not watched it for years. I, I watched it when I was a lot younger. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really kind of understand it. But yeah, it's not, it's not a bad movie, but. Yeah, I don't get asked about that as much, to tell you the truth. How often does somebody hear your accent and then try and mimic you and say, there's a knife, there's a knife? Um, so it, it would probably be only be if I said something that people don't usually say here. Okay. Yeah. Whereas sometimes, like, I'll catch myself saying me instead of my. Like, do you want to like, or do you want to hop in me car or something like that or okay. something like that? And then that's when people will kind of imitate me. But um, I don't know, like sometimes if I'm having a conversation with someone, it probably happens like one, at least once a week, maybe once every two weeks. Do you give that individual who would bring up Crocodile Dundee or try and mimic your accent, do you give them a look or, or what do you do? I usually just say that's bloody terrible. Like, don't ever do that again. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Because I can do an American accent a lot better than I can do an Australian accent. You mentioned that in an early episode, and I would love to hear it, but you said you probably weren't going to do it on the podcast. Um, yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Damn, right. I'm not going to embarrass myself like All that. Right. Well, well, I mean, you heard me just absolutely butcher an Australian accent there. <laughs> I mean, how how bad was that on a scale of, of 1 to 10? Pretty bad, right? 10 being the worst? Yeah, uh, sure. 
I'd say like seven. I've heard a lot worse. Okay. Everyone does like a British accent, if that makes sense. Yes. Number two, this was an actual, um, this was an individual who was living. This isn't a fictional character, but had a television show that made it to the United States and became very popular. Uh, he was born in February of 62 and nicknamed the Crocodile Hunter. They don't get quite as big as the ones on the coast. Bearded dragon, you can see why they're called a bearded dragon. They've got this little beard here. And when he gets all cantankerous, all cranky, or you've got a big mouth too, he opens up his mouth and shows this beard and that a sign of toughness. I am so tough, stay away from me or I'm going to bite you. You bit me on the nose, you little brat. Steve That's Steve Yeah. Yes, the man. Yeah, he, he was the man. Very, very sad day when he died. Yeah. Very, very, very sad day. Was this a popular show in Australia as well? Uh, I actually don't know. I didn't know that he had a show over here, to tell you the truth. Okay. Um, so that, yeah, that's news to me, but yeah, everyone just kind of knew who he was, you know what I mean? Everyone just kind of knew he was that crazy psycho that would kind of play with crocodiles and shit and do crazy shit that no one else wanted to do. I think that's where the snakes and spiders thing came from, was from his show. Because Yeah, maybe. I, I watched the very first show that he had this weekend in, in preparation for this. And he takes, he goes to the Komodo Islands in Indonesia and he's chasing around these Komodo dragons, which if they- they're scary mother, those things like they, I think if they, they don't kill you straight away, but they'll inject you with a poison and then they'll come back a couple of hours later and they know you're dead and they'll just yeah, eat you up. I, I asked about Steve Irwin because like you said, he's crazy. He's always using words like crikey, going back to the question about the crocodile Dundee. You get crikey, do you get that kind of thing where they're they're imitating Steve Irwin to you? Sometimes they'll be like crikey, or they'll say "oi mate," if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pests. As the people that talk to you about it, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. I knew that this was okay. I've got two left. <laughs> are we gonna make it? I was wondering, are we okay right now? Ah, <laughs> uh, we're we're fine. Bring okay. This is the one that I think. This is the one that can not confused you, but you were really stuck on here last time. It's a restaurant chain that was formed in Tampa, Florida, but it's an American chain of Australian themed casual dining restaurants. Here in the outback, we know what's important in life. Food. You feel the same way. Get to Outback Steakhouse. I got a blooming good recipe for onion. What is it? Outback Restaurant or Outback Steakhouse? Outback Steakhouse. You're exactly right. I've never been. I've never been. And funnily enough, no one ever mentions that to me. Okay. Which is probably why it took me so long to kind of figure it all out. The blooming onion. Is that something that exists in Australia? Or is that just something stupid that we had over here? I don't even know what that is. So it's legitimately an onion that looks like it's blown up. It's fried. And then in the middle has a, like a special sauce that you dip the pieces of the blooming onion in. It tastes great. Day one, day two, you probably didn't want to have that blooming onion. Um, yeah, no, that, that doesn't sound too pleasant at all, but no, I haven't had that nor have I, I don't think I've ever been to an Outback steakhouse. Interesting. You, and you haven't been to an Outback bowl because the last time, the Outback Bowl that Iowa was at, they won over Mississippi State, ranked 18th at the time in 2019. So that was just before you joined the team, right? Yeah, I got here in 2020. Yeah. Well, Outback Steakhouse, that one, you got that. 
And it sounds like we're kind of back on an even keel here until I bring up this final item. Associated with Australia, probably more than you want. This item is typically constructed as a flat airfoil that is designed to spin about an axis perpendicular to the direction of its flight. It is the boomerang. Okay, uh, all right. Now we can we can talk about the boomerang. All right. I, um, so that's actually something that's used by the indigenous people of Australia. Okay. I don't know whether it's like some sort of weapon or something like that, but I actually have tried to throw one one time, and yeah, it didn't come back to me. What goes like it's supposed to? What goes farther? You punting a football or you throwing a boomerang? Oh, that's a good question. I think I could throw. No, I could punt a ball further. Okay. So you're more dangerous punting the football than you would be with this boomerang. Correct. I agree. Whew. How do you feel? Because we got through that. That okay? Yeah. I was. Look, I was a touch nervous. <laughs> I, I, I really thought. If it wasn't Crocodile Dundee, I thought the boomerang was was probably going to get my head lopped off. No, nah, no, nah, we we got through fine. You mentioned this, and and this is why we're doing this. I mentioned those four items. I mean, there's other things that that come in. There's a, actually a, a a television show for young kids called Bluey that they're really into nowadays. Is that something that? Yes. You- yes. Um, it's funny I uh, say that. Sorry, because my mom. Gave me all of these bloody bluey books. Oh no! And told me, "Oh, can you give them to this kid?" Can you? And I'm like, "Mom, like they're books. Like no, no one reads books anymore. Everyone goes on the iPad and watches bluey and all that shit on the iPad, you know." Yeah. But yes, don't, Brian, don't mention bluey. It drives me nuts. That thing. I didn't even know what it was until Mum gave me half a library worth of bluey books. Wait a second. That's what. That's what. <laughs> gonna throw us. Maybe off. that's what's. Yeah. That's, that's what's, what's gonna, gonna tick you me. off. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Ray, the strength coach. Um, for us, he he's kids. Yeah, loves Bluey because he was he was telling me about because I never knew. He's like, oh, do you know about Bluey? I'm like, no. He's like, oh, my kids love this Australian show, Bluey. I'm like, oh, nice. Is there anything that I'm missing out on? I mean, with these items here or anything else that we could turn things around and be positive about the Marshall Exchange program here this week? No, because I feel like we've really hit all the the most important parts and what people need to know about a show. But I really like the idea of getting some fans asking some questions. I really think that'll be interesting. I don't want to make it all about football. Let's, you know, let's talk about life in general. And I want to learn a bit about them too. So yeah, it can't all be about football. So we're going to do this a couple of different ways that you can submit your questions to Tori. Uh, if you want to tag me at Morning Marshall on Twitter, Easy to email me direct, Brian at rock108.com. Not not too many deep football-related questions that, that'll get me in trouble. Right. Tori, I know that this episode has, uh, my heart is starting to slow down just a little bit now. Uh, this didn't go as bad as I thought it was going to. <laughs> that's good. Well, I guess I'll see you next week then. That's yeah. positive. That's absolutely right. So next week. Questions, fan questions for Tori. Not all about football, but you can send those on over to us. Anything else that you wanted to include for this episode of the Jock to Jock podcast? Everyone just make sure. I know it's kind of easy to jump off the bandwagon when things aren't going well. So everyone just stick with us because I know things aren't going the way they, they want to be at the moment, but it'll turn. And yeah, really looking forward to seeing it packed out Kinnick against Northwestern in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. And those T-shirts are still available. 
Yeah, T-shirt's still available. We're nearly at the $50,000 mark. So everyone, yeah, get out there and buy a T-shirt. It's awesome. Thanks so much, Tori. Appreciate it, Brian. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Jock to Jock podcast presented by Rock 108 and sponsored by I'm On Communications. Experience the I'm On difference. Three, two, one, and we're on. Today we're talking about I'm On. Yeah, you're on. I know I'm on. I need to talk about I'm On. Yeah, you're on. Why talk about it? No, that's in the script. I'm on. Well, we know you're on. No, Iowa's most reliable internet. I'm on. Yes, you are on. Stay always on. You're on! Stay always on with Iowa's most reliable internet and get same-day or next-day installation guaranteed. I'm on.net. Oh, I'm on.net. Why didn't you say so?